Do you feel like you're behind schedule? Do you feel like you need to pick up the pace? Do you feel like you're not what you need to be in your walk with God? Like the time is running out. Well, this week's episode is just for you. Pastor Sharonda. OMW. On my way. This is the, the definition of OMW. It still means that I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on my way, but it's not because I'm late and it's not because I am behind. But we are declaring I'm on my way to better. That is our new declaration for I'm on my way. I'm on my way to purpose. And we are going to move right on in into our time of giving, our time of tithing, our time of offering, because this is a part of our worship. We are yet obedient in this season. We yet are worshipers and our tithing, that 10% that we give back to God, oh, that is our worship. And so if you have not prepared your giving, please do so. You can do that by going to nuantioch-aliante.org, push the donate button and follow the prompts. A second way that you can do this is by texting 77977 to New Antioch. All one word. Follow the prompts all the way through. And we're going to give you every means to be obedient. Every means to give back into this. And so if you have to do it through mail, our address is 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100. Our zip code is 89084. We want to be careful to thank all of those who have remained obedient, who have remained generous. Agenda. Disrupt the plan. 
How dare we stand in the way? And so if you're sitting out there and you're like, I still have questions. I want you to stop and talk to any one of these pastors that are here. It's Pastor Darian, of course, Pastor Parson, Pastor Renee, myself, any one of these servant leaders and ministers that you see operating on this altar. And we can help guide you through what we're doing, why we're doing this, why we need him, why we need him. Amen. 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 I'm going to go quickly uh, to this word. I, I believe that there is still time. I believe it goes right in line. Praise team. Thank you. My God. Thank you, band. I told you all once before, and I'll tell you again on today. We need you. Because there's an ushering that happens on the instruments. You already know that it says in Psalms to, to praise him on the harp and lyre. Praise him with the resounding cymbals. There is something that happens when you play. You're helping us. I see us as all one big team moving forward to do what God has called us to do. And so we just lock arms. The musicians, the praise team. The pastors, the servant leaders, the intercessors, we just lock arms. And we just declare every Sunday. And all during the week, God, we just want to do what you have called us to do. And so something amazing happens when we are all in one place on one accord. That's when the Holy Spirit falls in the place. When we are all in one place on one accord. And so you don't have to stand again for the reading of the word. I am going to uh, summarize on this morning, I think. Um, and we're going to start with Galatians uh, 5.25. And it was just one simple scripture. And, and if you're still out there and if you feel something, just keep saying, fill me up, Holy Spirit. Fill me up. Fill me up. Fill me up. If you're sitting at home, just keep saying, fill me up. Fill me up. He wants to be invited in. He wants to know that you want him and that you need him. And so again, we are in Galatians 5, 25. And it just reads, if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. We are walking together with God this whole year. And we have already talked about, and we are in halfway through it, y'all. So I hope that you are coming along with us. I pray that you are catching the flow. That we have already talked about walk this way. How to walk with God. And how to get to stepping in your walk with God. And how to walk in rhythm with God. And I want you to see the flow. Walk this way and I get to stepping now. Get in rhythm. I want you to see that. But on now, for the next few weeks, after you've walked in rhythm, now now we're going to ask you to pick up the pace. Now it's time to get moving. You found the rhythm. You found out how to get to stepping. And now we're going to ask you to pick up the pace. A pace is defined as a single step. A pace is a rate of movement or the rate of progress. A pickup is to get going, get moving, and go faster. That's, that's the pickup. And so if we're going to pick up the pace that we are saying that we are going to step faster, that we are going to increase our rate of movement and progress. And so we need to uh, pick up the pace. And I like this right here because it says a lot of us have found it difficult to pick up the pace because we are tired. Is that not what the Holy Spirit just said? We are fatigued. We are busy. We're out of steam. And so when you tell somebody that's already fatigued and already tired and already out of steam to pick up the pace, you're not going to get very far with them because they cannot pick up this pace. We're behind and we're late. And so our declaration, instead of picking up the pace, our declaration has become OMW. I'm not picking up the pace. We, we're supposed to be going faster, but the only thing that we seem to be able to say is OMW. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means I'm on my way. 
And most of the time for us, that on my way means I'm running late. It means I haven't started yet. It means I'm probably still at home. I'm on my way. I'm still getting ready. That's our declaration. We live in a place of on my way, which means that we're late, we're delayed, and we're not getting there. We're struggling to keep the pace when we on my way. Because if you are on time and operating on time, then you wouldn't need to say, on my way. You would already be there. That's your notification to let the person know, I'm not going to arrive on time. And that is what we are saying to God, I'm not going to arrive on time. Because we are struggling to pick up the pace. But on this afternoon, we're going to switch the, uh, the definition of OMW. It still means that I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on my way, but it's not because I'm late and it's not because I am behind. But we are declaring I'm on my way to better. That is our new declaration for I'm on my way. I'm on my way to person to purpose. I'm on my way to discipline. I'm on my way to keeping the pace. OMW. And that I'm on my way. And so tell somebody, OMW, I'm on my way. And it's not because I'm late, but I'm on my way to purpose. As a matter of fact, I'm on my way in time. As a matter of fact, I'm on my way to meet what God told me to meet. And I will not be late. I'm on my way. Tell somebody I'm on my way. We are going to pick up the pace. We are going to get moving. But why, 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 why pick up the pace? Why get moving? Our pace and why pick it up is to honor God. We are believers. And I want us to understand that. I love what Pastor said in Bible study this morning, and it is so true. That we get so caught up in self. Everything is about me. Everything is about how I want to feel how I want to be treated. I just read in one of my studies that that we, it's called the, the age of the, of the spinmeister. That everything in media has been spent to look at me. Everything is spinning to be about me. Everything is about my satisfaction. Am I happy? Do I have enough? Am I good with the way I feel about me? But that's not why we us believers that's not why we're uh, picking up the pace we are picking up the pace because it honors God and I want to honor him we want to fulfill the plans that God has for us that's why I want to uh, pick up the pace I want to live my best life but I want to live it for God not like Snoop Dogg and Duvall I'm living my best life not that one, because they don't care about what nobody else is thinking, right? But that's not true of us. We care about what God thinks. We care about what he's doing. Our aim is to please him. And the last reason why we need to pick up the pace is because we don't know how much time is left. How much time is left? For those of you who know me, you know that this time of year we are in a uh, national basketball tournament. And so we have hundreds of teams to come into Las Vegas and play in this tournament. And it has just been, and for those of you who know basketball, that it gets hairy. Like uh, yesterday and today, we're in bracket play. So that means you got to win or go home. You got no more opportunities. This is your last shot win, or y'all got to go on back home. But those are the worst days for us at the tournament because that's when the coaches and the players are the worst because they are not ready to leave yet. They're not ready to go home. And so they're playing and they're disputing everything that has happened. Every call that the refs make, there's fights on the floor. There's people getting technicals and, and getting kicked out of the game. Well, I want us to understand this, that we don't know how much time is left in the game. And in all of their disputes and all of their fights and they're over there yelling at the person that's keeping the score and keeping the clock. And then they want to come and get a director to say something is wrong on this scoreboard. They didn't give me my point. We had two more seconds on the clock. I need you to fix the person that's keeping the time. 
Well, there is one thing in basketball. It's whatever the book says. Whatever the book says. So, coach, you can yell at the refs and throw a fit and throw a chair. You can scream and holler all you want. Whatever that book says is the final. And so I want us to understand, men and women of God, whatever the book says is final. You know, you see them argue all the time and they want to keep arguing. The ref that made the call is the game has moved on and you're still standing over there trying to argue about the play that's already been called. Guess what? It is not going to be changed. It is not going to be turned over. In Revelation 20 and 12 it says, And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Woo! And books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done as recorded in the books. Why do we need to pick up the pace? We don't know how much time we have, and we don't know what's already in the book. We don't know, but you have an opportunity if you're living to make another score, to get another point, to get something else that is written, to get something blotted out that is already in the book. Do you know that you have the opportunity, unlike our games, to get something blotted out that is already in the book? They can argue all day, ain't going to be no change on the basketball court. But all we have to do, hey, my show come line, is plead the blood of Jesus, and we can get the book blotted out. And he can write something new in the book. Book. My God, uh, the record in the book could be changed on your behalf, uh, but you have to pick up the pace. My God, because you don't know how much time is left on the clock, and you don't know what's already written in the book. Some of us don't know that was a foul, and you got marked for a foul. You don't know that. You're hoping that the ref missed that. You know how you do that. They look around to see if anybody saw. You're hoping that the ref missed that. But we have an opportunity to pick up the pace. We have an opportunity to get moving. We have an opportunity to change and to write what's in the book. And so this message is not for those who are fine with the humdrum. If you tuned in today and if you came to church today and you're like, well, you know what? I'm, I'm about as good as it gets right now. I'm not going to pick up the pace. I'm cool with mediocrity. This is where I am. For those who say I don't have any more, I'm done. This is the best that you're going to get from me. For those who have already checked the tank and checked themselves out, and now they're saying to the coach, coach, I have no more. I can't go back in. Okay, this message is not for you. This message is not for those who think that age is something that you can count by the number. And so because of my age, I ain't got no more. This message is not for you. This message is for those who can say age ain't nothing but a number. Reverend BJ, age ain't nothing but a number. It ain't nothing but a number and I'm the coach. Put me in. I'm still ready to go. It is for those who have pushed past all of the excuses, all of the things that happened in your childhood, all of the things that your mom and them did and they, that they did not do, and all of the stuff that the white man did and the job that you could not get, uh, everything. This, this is for those who are going to push past that and pick up the pace. This is for those who do not want to be an also ran. We have been looking at that, that female runner. She has been in the news for what she did and what she didn't do. She's been in trouble a little bit. Um, but she has the grace of God, so she will be able to run. But I watched her run. I watched the qualifying for the Olympics. And I really only saw maybe the first four people that crossed the line. I don't know who was the last person to cross. I don't know who the second to the last person was to cross. I want to pick up the pace because I don't want to be an also ran. Those people that we don't know, they, they also ran. 
the names of those that were in the front, those that were giving it at all, those that crossed. And they crossed the finish line. And a lot of us are going to cross the finish line. A lot of us, we're going to make it into heaven because we've already received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But you're just going to slide in as I also ran. You was, you was in the race. But was there anything notable? Anything that the announcer could announce? Anything that he could say about your run? This message is for those, I don't want to be, I also ran. I want to pick up the pace and I want to run the race that is set before me. That's the race that I, I want to run. I don't want to be the worst of the best. And I don't want to be the best of the worst. I want to be a person that is pleasing to God. Somebody say, OMW, I'm on my way. And so we are going to pick up the pace. And so we're just going to quickly talk about what keeps us from picking up the pace. The number one thing is that you have yet to realize which race you're running. That's the number one reason that you are not picking up the pace. I looked it up and there are three major runs and there is the marathon, which is 26.2 miles. There's the half marathon, that's 13.1 miles, and then there's the 5K. 5K is 3.1 miles. And some of us have not picked up the pace because we don't know which run or which race we're in. You're trying to run a 5K, but you're really supposed to be in a marathon. And so you keep trying to run quick because that 5K is short. You keep trying to run quick, but the things that you're trying to do in life are meant to be a marathon. You're trying to, to run quick and get through the things of God so you can get back to the rest of your life. But it's meant to be a marathon. You're trying to run quick and just put down a few things. I'm going to put down gambling for a little while. I'm going to put down drinking. I'm going to put down weed smoking for a little while. I'm going to run the 5K with it. But you're meant to run a marathon. Those things are meant to be gone from you for a lifetime. I remember when God first said to me, he said, pour out all of the alcohol in your house. And I, I you know, I used to be the party house. Um, and so I had some wine and, you know, people would gift you wine. And they would come over. I had a friend and every time she went on a cruise, she'd bring back a bottle of tequila. And so I had a nice little shelf. A nice little shelf. And that stuff is not cheap. And so God said to me, pour it all out. And I, I ignored it. I'm like, God, God don't say that. He don't say that. I, I wasn't familiar with hearing the voice of God, and so I didn't think that God said that to me. And so the first time I heard it teach, I said, God didn't say that. And so then I was driving home from church another Sunday, and he said, pour it all out. And I remember calling my sister, <laughs> and I said, I think God just told me that I can't drink anymore. And she said, Why? And I said, I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. And she said, you ain't never going to be able to have another drink. And at that time, I said, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Because I, too, was thinking it was going to be a 5K. That it was just temporary. It was for me to get myself in line and in order. And then after I got in line and in order, then I might be able to have a glass of wine sometime. I might be able to have a social drink sometimes. But God quickly let me know, oh, no, ma'am, this is a marathon. And that race you'll be running for the rest of your life. You won't go back to that. And so for some of us, the things that God have given you that are marathons in your life, you're trying to run them like they're five K's. And so you come out of it just for a little while, but you're waiting to go back in. It's like some of us with our eating, eating lifestyle. We're trying to make it a 5K. We're trying to make that a short run. And then as soon as we get it together, lose a few pounds, we're going to be done with that. 
but not so. That is a marathon, and it will be for the rest of your life. We think we're going to go hard in that workout. We got a, we got a good six months. We kicking off the days on the calendar that we're going to go hard because we're trying to, Crystal, we're trying to make that a 5K. But God said, no, your fitness and your health is a marathon. And you'll be doing it for the rest of your life. Living this holy lifestyle is a marathon. Walking with God and walking in the spirit is a marathon. We keep waiting for it to be a 5K. Because we sprint out and we do good. And we knock everything off. And we're doing it. But then after a while, we get tired of that and we go right back. Because the 5K is over. And so we sneak back to doing the things that we were doing before. But if we're going to pick up the pace, then we have to understand which race we're running. Now, there are some things in your life that are meant to be a half marathon and a 5K. Some of the jobs that we take were never meant to be a marathon. And we stayed too long. Some of the relationships that we had were never meant to be a marathon, but we stayed too long. There was a half marathon and maybe even a 5K. You were never even supposed to marry them. That was not supposed to be your friend. That was not supposed to be your business partner. But you treated it like it was a marathon, and it really was supposed to be short-lived. You were supposed to learn something. Get advanced and then move on from there. And so some of us don't know which race that we're running. The other one that hinders us from picking up the pace is that we are pacing, but we're just pacing back and forth. We're not picking up the pace. We're not getting anywhere. We're just pacing back and forth, going between the same things, circling around, the same things. You're pacing, but you're just pacing back and forth. You know, y'all, that's a, it's that good old two-step. Uh, uh, let me see if I can do it. Two-step, 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 two-step. Am I getting anywhere? Two-step. I'm trying to get it to the front door. You two-stepping. You pacing back and you pacing forward and you're not getting anywhere. And that's the problem with some of us. You have to go ahead and take a stride out and take a step. But as soon as you hit a bump, as soon as you hit discomfort, then you start two-stepping. And you start backing up and going forward and then you, you get it again and, and, and you got your might again and you got your courage up again. And then you step forward again and as soon as you hit something, as soon as it's uncomfortable, then you start two-stepping. You back around that thing again. As soon as it becomes enticing, something that you want to do. I was doing real good until they bought them crumble cookies yesterday. And then you start two-stepping. Now, now, now you back it up. And I, I, I said I was going to stop doing that because every time pastor names a food, somebody brings the food. Y'all don't bring no cookies. Don't bring nothing. Because we're not two-stepping. We are setting our pace and we are moving forward. But some of us, we are just two-stepping, two-stepping with our sexuality. We don't know if we're gay. We don't know if we're straight. We don't know if we're bi. We don't know what we want us to. One moment we like men, the next one we like women. We two-stepping, pacing, back and forth. But we need the help of the Holy Spirit to be able to keep this pace and to keep this race. And the other reason why we're having trouble keeping the pace is that we're trying to keep pace with the wrong people and the wrong things. Our scripture said for us to live by the Spirit and let us keep step with the Spirit. But you're trying not, and I'm talking to my young adults now, you're trying to keep step with your friends. You're trying to keep step with people that don't go to church, or some of them do go to church. I hear God saying they do go to church, but they're living dual lives. They're living their best life. And you're trying to keep pace with them. But that's not who you're supposed to be keeping pace with. My God. Mick, this is for you. I'm glad you were here. God said, tell Mick 
that I want him to keep pace with me. There is a people that you are keeping pace with that God has not assigned to you. You, you, you're pacing with him. You, walking with him. You're not two-stepping either. Y'all going somewhere. But he said, tell him that I want him to keep pace with me. There is such a place that God wants to bring you to that you have not seen. You're, you're in a small place right now. And God wants to expose you. And I mean expose you, expose you to the world, expose your talent to the world, expose your anointing to the world. But he's not going to be able to do that if you keep keeping pace with the wrong people. And so I want you to make it your business to find out who it is that you ought to be keeping pace with. I want you to make it your business to find out who the woman is supposed to be in your life that is going to pace with you. And you know, if you're in the right place right now, you know, if you already have someone in your life, you know if that is the person that God has set you to pace with. You know. I don't know if she's the one. I'm going to leave it right there. I don't, I don't think she's the one, Mick. But you talk to God about it. You talk to God about it. And he loves you, and that's why he would say that to you. And so I just want you to be careful because there is such a gift and anointing that is on your life. There is a place. I, I just see a vehicle that God is going to put you in. And I don't mean a physical car. I mean a place that he is going to put you in that is going to take you into your next place. But you are not going to be able to go if you're keeping pace with the wrong people. You have to get pace with the men and women of God. And I don't care. And this is for not only Mick. This is for the young adults also and everybody else in this room. There are are people in our lives that say that they are Christian. There are people in our lives that say that they are men or women of God, but they are not behaving like that. And so I need us to heighten our discernment and stop saying what well, they said they was this and they go to church and they, but you know what's right and what's wrong. If they are not living a right life, do not keep pace with them. I don't care if they in church every Sunday. I don't care if they the pastor, son, or daughter. I don't care if they live at the church. If they are not doing what they are supposed to do and you know that they are not doing it, you are keeping pace with the wrong person and with the wrong people. And so we get out of place because we're keeping pace with the wrong people. Young people, stop trying to keep pace with that girlfriend or boyfriend that is asking you to do things that is not in line with the will of God for you, that does not keep you holy. Stop. And stop being afraid. Well, they're going to leave me, and this is for somebody that's watching at home too, that they're going to leave me if I don't do this. They're going to leave me if I don't have sex with them. They're going to leave me if I don't start smoking weed with them. They're going to leave me if I'm not with their friends. They're going to leave me. Let them leave. Let them leave. God has more for you. And the only other thing about that is, the other thing that hinders you from moving is your pace. And I put your apostrophe, not your your pace is in the way and hindering you from moving with God wants you to do it where God wants you to be. It is your pace. It is what you want. It's, it's not you trying to keep up with nobody else. It's up who you decided that you're going to be. It's your pace. It's I don't want nobody in my business. It's your pace that's hindering you. It's you needing to be so private. And somebody asked one time, what kind of business do you have that nobody need to know your business? What are you doing that, 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 that just so crosses you and it crosses people out of your life and you get rid of people because they in your business? What are you doing? Like, what's the business? 
What you handling? What you working with? What you doing? You have to ask yourself that question. Now, if it's just somebody to go, oh, what's, what's up with you and your husband? What, you know, what y'all doing? Well, okay, why you want to know that? But if you have things that are hidden, secret, that you don't want people to know, I need you to know that God already knows that. And so you think you're hiding from the people and the people, the one that's in your business, but they're not the one that's telling God on you. You telling God on you. You're in trouble for yourself. You want to move at your own pace and you have an attitude about it. You want to question why about everything. You want to move at your own pace. You don't want to keep the pace with God. If I want to go fast, I'm going to go fast. If I want to go slow, I'm going to go slow. And if I'm right here in the middle, then this is just where I'm going to be. Just let me uh, be my own self. Well, your own self has gotten you right where you are today. That's where your own self has gotten you. And maybe you good with your own self. But I want us to get to where we are keeping pace with the Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to move quickly through these. What are the benefits of keeping pace with the Holy Spirit? Deny the flesh. You are able to deny. I'm telling you, I'm just in basketball mode. But when they come trying to put something in your basket, hear that ball come trying to slam dunk, trying to make a goal in your life, deny it. It is denied. The enemy trying to whisper to you. Get you to do something. Get you uh, to compromise who God has called you to be. You have to have the ability to deny it. You're only going to have that ability through the Holy Spirit. To be able to deny what the enemy is trying to do. That's what happened with Jesus, right? He's being tempted in that wilderness. And what did he do? Denied. You, you denied. You're not going to tempt me by uh, saying you're going to take me to a high place. Denied. But some of us get caught in that trap. We have to be able to deny the enticings of the enemy. Because he has told all of us, you can make this much money doing that. You don't need to go to church. You don't need to work. You can spend all your time on this job because you're going to be making this much money a, a, a month, a year. And he takes you to a high place. And we allow him to entice us to this high place. We allow our reason to be, but I'm making money for my family. But look at my house, but look at my car, but look at my bank account. We allow him to do that. And so the enemy is just taking us up to this high place. And sometimes God does bless us with the high place. But if you're sacrificing God to get to the high place, then it's not God. And that's what I want us to understand. If you have no part in God and all you have is the high place, then it's not him. Then it's the enemy. If every time it's time for you to do something for God, it's the job. I can't go. I got to go to work. I got to make this money. I got to do this. I got to do not. Then it's not God. It's the enemy enticing you to a high place. And so through the spirit of God, we can deny him. We can deny the enemy access. My God, we can pass the test that he throws at us if we can deny him. The other thing, the benefit of keeping pace with the Holy Spirit is to deliver and discharge the gifts and the fruit of the Spirit. I want to be so full of the Spirit that I am able to deliver and discharge the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. I don't know how your delivery is working, and I don't know if you're discharging what he has given you. How is your fruit, and are you able to deliver it, and are you able to discharge it? Are you able to deliver the love for other people, gentleness, kindness, joy, long-suffering? Are you able to deliver long-suffering? Are you able to discharge it? Do you have any patience? Because if not, there's a benefit in walking with the Spirit. Y'all just tired of people. You're just tired of stuff. You have no patience. You have no sacrifice. You have no long suffering. Because you don't know how to deliver and discharge the gifts. One of the gifts that we are supposed to be. This is the, the five-fold gifts. The apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teacher. You cannot discharge that gift if you are not full of the spirit. You are not going to be able to be the gift. 
but we keep operating like we can go without being in God. Or we want to run a 5K with him. And he's given us to run this marathon in him. It is for us to keep pace with him. And so I want us to get used to standing up full of the spirit. I want us to stand up wherever place God gives you to stand and saying, I stood up full of the spirit. I want us to be like Peter. And Peter stood up in front of that crowd to preach this gospel. And the word said, and he stood up full of the spirit of God and preached the word. I want us to be able to stand up full of the spirit of God and do like Paul and Silas did. Break change and set people free because I stood up full of the spirit of God. But we keep dilly-dallying and we don't want to do it. I want to be like Ananias. Ananias who walked into fear. He walked into danger. He did not know if uh, 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 Saul was going to kill him or put him in jail. But he went anyway, full of the spirit of God, to lay hands uh, and to speak a word to the man of God. Who's going to stand up full of the spirit of God and go lay hands uh, and share this gospel and share the spirit with somebody else. I don't know when you have laid hands on somebody and say, God said that you ought to receive this. And when you walk away, that person is full of the spirit of God. I want to stand up like Ananias did. I want to be able to do the full of the spirit. I want to be like Mary. I want to be like Jesus' mother. I want to be able to be so overcome by the spirit of God that I can witness miracles. Know what it is when I see them and operate. And I want to be so full of the spirit that I can carry a miracle and deliver it. Oh, y'all ain't ready for that. Y'all not ready for that. I'm not saying that you go carry Jesus, but what she, oh yes, I am saying that you go carry. She carried a miracle and delivered it. If God gave you a miracle to deliver, could you stand up full of the spirit and deliver it? Could you take it to the people or the person it's supposed to get to and not be embarrassed? Do you know how hard it was for her to carry a miracle when she was being ridiculed? When people was telling her that she wasn't telling the truth? Oh, I want to stand up so full of the spirit that when I encounter somebody else, something in them will leap. That's what Mary did for her cousin Elizabeth. That she got near her and something in Elizabeth jumped in full of the spirit. Because Mary was there. This is why we need to pick up the pace. This is the benefit of, walk, of us walking with God, walking in the spirit. But y'all, it is so time out for us to keep playing with it. Even still, some of you did not come up today to say, God, fill me up. And it could simply be because you just don't understand what we're talking about. But if you're going to believe this, if you're saying that this is your way of life, then you have to start asking questions. And then you have to come into a place where you are growing in this. It is our desire for all of us to be operating in the spirit of God so that we all can have the fruit, the operation. And the gifting of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to be our advocate. He comes to walk alongside of us. He comes to be our counselor. But we have to know it's more than a, a sensation. That happens here on the altar. That's a 5K. But once you leave here. That you're walking. And operating. In the things of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit are laid out. The gifts of the spirit are laid out. And some of us that just can't handle life. That's because we, we in and out. That's because we're two-stepping. And I, I want you to go back and ask God what he said to you. Because I had people say, well, do you think God doesn't want everybody to drink? He doesn't want anybody to drink? Is that what you say? Everybody need to pour it all out? 
Well, if you getting drunk, then yeah, you need to pour it all out. <laughs> That's what you're doing. And there's wine in the Bible where people drink wine. But there's so many of us, we drink way more than wine. A Patron and tequila and Cavassier and brandy and gin, vodka, that is not wine. And so y'all making up stuff. When you try to say, well, God didn't tell me I couldn't drink. He never said you're supposed to be drinking that stuff. He didn't. And so you, you go back and see what he says. He was so strict with me, I couldn't even keep a rack. I had a wine rack. And I was like, well, I can just put my condiments on this. And he said, throw it away. And then I said, well, you know what? I got some friends. I got some people who I can give this stuff to. I can get a wine to. I can get his drink to. And he said, why would you take that trash to their house when I told you to throw it away? So you're going to take it out the trash and take it over to their house? And so I couldn't even give it to anybody else. It wasn't what he had called me to do. And so I'm just going to pray here. We have prayed. We have laid hands. But I want us to understand, leave here thinking about, leave here knowing that the Spirit of God has come to equip us. It's come to keep us, to help us keep up this pace. God, I, I want to be pleasing to him. And I cannot do it not full of the Spirit. I cannot do it running on empty. And for some of you, it's like, I'm a, I'm a, I didn't want to come up there because I didn't know what was going to happen. I see people falling down on the floor, and so I wasn't going to come. I never received the Holy Spirit in a service. They prayed for me one night at church, and I didn't know if anything had happened. And I went to work the next day, and I was sitting there on lunch break with my coworkers, and I just felt I, I mean, we're just talking about whatever we're talking about, really nothing in particular. And I just felt something come over me. My ears, my eyes just filled up with tears. And I was like, are you all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I was trying to get out of there because I didn't know what was happening to me either. All I know is I felt it all over. Tears just, just almost shot out of my eyes. And so I don't want you to think, well, I didn't come up there, so I missed it. I want us to continue to pray to be filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit. That is our continued prayer. And for those of you who say, well, yeah, I did. I got filled back when I lived in a, we need a refill and a refill and a refill. Why? Because we're pouring out. Why? Because we're being challenged. And so we have to stay filled up. And some of you are probably saying, so how do I get filled up? How do I, how do I remain filled up? Well, how do you fill up anything else? You have to pour something in it. How do you fill up anything? You have to keep putting something in it to get it filled up. So keep putting in the things of God. Keep pouring in the word of God. Keep coming to church. Get involved in a community group. Keep pouring it in. Be involved in Bible study. Keep pouring it in. Get around the men and women of God that are talking about God. Keep pouring it in. You're not going to stay filled up hanging around all of your secular friends that have nothing to do with God. And stop listening to all of that secular music. Every now and then, put on something else in your car. Keep pouring it in so that you can get filled up. And that's what God had for us on this afternoon. He's just still filling us up. And he's going to be doing that. And I love that because what I have noticed is when we, when the Holy Spirit is at the center here at Aliante, the whole service is different. Every time we place him at the center, something is just different in the house. And so I like, I like that he's there. I like that we're in that place. And so we're just going to pray just to seal it up because we've done our altar call. Um, if there's somebody who needs a specific prayer, we will pray with you now. Um, and, but we also want to pray for those who said, I, I don't know Jesus. I really want to get to know him. 
And if that is you and you're in, in the place and you said, I do want to run this race. I, I, I do want to be uh, what God has for me. I, I want to live that life. I want to be better than I am right now. And I've tried it on my own and it's just not working. If that is you and you said, I want to meet Jesus. I want to invite him into my life. If that is you, just raise your hand right where you are. And we are going to pray for you. We're going to pray. And so what I've noticed um, here at our campus is that for the most part, and I think I only see a couple of faces that I don't recognize, that this is us. This is us in here. And so perhaps maybe all of us have received Jesus. But then that means that we need to get out there and get the rest of them, y'all. Let's not just sit in here and be comfortable coming to get God spoke to uh, Minister Marias, Minister Marias, and uh, Monique <laughs> to me on, um, on Monday. And he just said that there are some people that just come to church to get. But then there are those who are here that are the givers. And he was talking about the people out there, not the people that serve all the time. But he was just talking about all of you that sit out there. And he said, there are some people that come to get. You want to know what the praise team's singing? You just coming to get the word that pastor is going uh, to preach or whichever one the pastor is up, but that you're not giving anything. And so I'm asking you on this afternoon, along with our leadership, for you to help us give this gift of Jesus to people. Our social media director says all the time, he says, the people at the church are on our page, but they never like, they never share, they don't comment. We can probably count the number of people that comment and share the post, share the live, share Bible study. We want you all to help us evangelize this neighborhood. Evangelize means what? Take this gospel to the people. But we sitting in here getting. But I want to know where the givers are. That is one of the cultures of our church. We give. And it's not just your tithe. It's your time. It's your gift. It's what we give back to the people. And so I'm going to challenge you. And I want y'all to keep watch with me. As we go throughout the next few Sundays. I want to put all of us on assignment and those of you who are on Facebook that you invite one person to church with you. That you say, I want you to come to church with me. And what I think we'll do on those Sundays is we always ask the visitors to stand. If this is your first time visiting, please stand. But I think we want to ask you if you brought a visitor to church with you on this Sunday, you stand. We're going to have you stand so we can see who you brought. We're going to put the whole church on assignment. As the evangelism team is creating plans to evangelize this neighborhood, I want us to not be so comfortable as to look around and say, well, that's the pastor's job to evangelize. No, he told all of us to go and so that is what I'm going to charge us with again I only see a couple of people that I'm not familiar with but the rest of us this week invite one person to come to church with you and then y'all help me remember that on Sunday we're going to ask who has a guest with them we're going to ask you all who has a or, did you bring your guest and they were just going to see how this spreads. And I'm praying that it just begins to spread. Because I'm a giver. I am not in this ministry just to get. I love the praise team. I love the band. I love when our pastor pray, uh, preaches and when she prays. But that preach word, I come for it. And so I'm, I come to get that too. But I'm also a giver. 
And I come to give back into this ministry. I come to help build up this ministry. And so for all of you who haven't even invited nobody in the last year, two years, first ask yourself why. And then by next Sunday, we're going to be asking you to, to stand up if you brought a guest with you. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we say thank you on this afternoon. We said, thank you, God, for the word that came forth. Holy Spirit, thank you for your divine visitation with us. God, we said, thank you, oh God, on this afternoon that you will help us to keep pace with you, to stay in, in step with you, God, that we are constantly being filled, that you are equipping us, God, to do what it is that you have called us to do in this season. God, we said, thank you, oh God, for how you have, oh God, uh, filled us up, re-energizing us, oh God, adding to our passion and I will zeal those who are feeling tired and fatigued. My God, in the name of Jesus, we say thank you, God, that you are healing the hearts of the disappointed, the brokenhearted, those who thought it would look different. And we say thank you, God, for what you're building up and for what you're adding in this season. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Man, praise the Lord for the power of the Holy Spirit being with us all day long. Amen. God, filled with the Holy Ghost today, refilled today. We're excited about that. Just in case uh, someone needs to accept the Lord for the first time, whether listening by live stream or sitting in here, just say all it takes is to believe. So just say this with me, and if you're listening, you need to rededicate or you need to accept Jesus for the first time. You want to have a relationship with God. You can't even start talking about the Holy Ghost until the Holy Spirit, until you have that initial relationship with God. Say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Come into my heart. Forgive me for everything. I've done wrong, and I'll live for you for the rest of my life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, if you're in here and you prayed that prayer and you accepted the Lord today, all you only have to come up here, just raise your hand, and I will send someone with you. There's a book that I want you to have that's called Salvation One-on-One, -on -One, and we'll get you that book um, and make sure you have your walk with God. Anyone uh, that is that is here, amen. If you're listening on live stream, just put in the comment section, I rededicated my life today, or I got saved today for the first time, or I prayed that prayer for the first time, and give us your information. Or you can go to nuantioc-aliante.org and uh, go to the connect section. And we will be able to put your information there, and we will be in touch with you. We would love to be your church family. I would love to be your pastor. Uh, and those of you that are here that don't have a church home, and you know this is where God is um, leading you. Again, if you would raise your hand and say, I know this is where I need to be. I'd like to join this church. I'd like to be connected to a uh, community group, to, which are our Bible studies that throughout the community. Uh, I want to connect with this church, and I have not yet. Um, if you raise your hand, I will send them to you. Anybody, let me sure, make sure I'm not missing anybody. Everybody want to be connected is already connected. Amen. And then anyone that's on there, go to newantioch.org um, and go to the Connect. We'd love to have you be a part of our church family. Amen. Let's say happy 35th birthday to Mark Abernathy. Amen. 35 is a big one. Welcome to middle age. <laughs> Amen, man of God. And I do, um, I do want to, I do want to pray for you. Um, come here, Mark.
I sense that God is doing some new things in your life. A few weeks ago, and he really began to fall on you, and I prayed on this birthday, I want him to give you a gift. A gift that you've never had before. And then to stir up all the gifts that he gave you before that need to be stirred up. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I sense a new thing in him this birthday. A new thing in him this birthday. A new thing in him this birthday. Hey, come on, there it is too, huh? A new thing in him. A new thing in his life, a new direction, a, thing, a new thing in his ministry. God, give him back years where he would have been. Accelerate the anointing on his life. Accelerate it, God. Let him never be the same. Do a shift in the next seven days. Do a shift. In the next seven days, do a shift in his spirit, in his direction, in his passion. I speak to his passion. I speak to his passion. Hallelujah. And a fresh anointing to do what you're calling him to do. In Jesus' name. God, let him know what that gift is that you are giving him today. Let him know what it is. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are ordaining tonight. Amen. Our candidates for ordination are uh, Sister Barbara. Wave your hand there. She's been working. Uh, Minister Valerie. Minister Tiffany Day. Minister Shannon Gray. Minister Jadina Smith. Minister Marias Richardson. Minister Keith Calhoun. And we're exchanging license for Minister Rosalind Coffey. Amen. And we also have some from Transform for Destiny that will be with us tonight. Minister Debbie Poole, Anthony and Cynthia McDonald, Ardonna Lyle, uh, uh, Charlotte, and uh, Dino and Gala are switching their I board I ordained them through New Antioch. They're switching their license over to Transform for Destiny. So we're going to have a wonderful night tonight. I am preaching tonight. Uh, and God giving me a word. I like it. Uh, I think it'll be um, life-changing for some folks. So I uh, hope you all come. The word is for you too. Amen. So that's tonight at 6 p.m at um, New Antioch Central Campus, 610 Bellrose. Uh, we have some of our very, very faithful people that are being ordained. I want to see Aliante in the room. Amen? Amen. Don't say amen if you're not coming. So let me try it again. I want to see Aliante in the room. Amen? All right. We do have a funeral this uh, Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, down the street at... Uh, Palms Northwest, it's, and we have servant leader training. So what I'm asking the servant leaders to do is to come hang out with me. It's a member of, of uh, Central Campus, but you all come hang out with me and get some practice and, uh, and support that family, and then we'll all come down here uh, at to Aliante at 1030 for our servant leader training uh, on Saturday. We'll put it back to 730. Amen. Um, Oh, 10.30, I'm sorry. So the service is at 9 a.m., then we'll be here at 10.30 for seven servant leader training here at Aliante. Uh, other than that, next Sunday is Coaches Day, inviting all the coaches to come, but everybody come on back. Uh, again, I already have my word for next Sunday, too. 
so everybody come back, everybody. Uh, those of you that are listening, be here uh, on next Sunday. Uh, and then uh, next Sunday night is Kevin Madden's 50th birthday praise party. So we, we, we're going to have good church. There'll be music. There'll be some refreshments, and there's going to be a word. Um, Pastor McCoy is going to come and preach next Sunday night, so it's going to be a wonderful 50th for Pastor Kevin. And that's all that we have today. Again, all of our visitors, God bless you. Uh, please come back and see us at any time. Um, all, if all minds are clear, amen. God bless you all. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave or a fist bump. And, all, and the, all the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen and amen. If you would remain seated, amen. Uh, our sanctuary attendants will still release you. We are still in COVID mode. Uh, and so we, are, we do want you all to be safe. And so if, uh, if you wait for our sanctuary attendants, uh, other than that, you can wave at somebody that's, that's close to you. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you all tonight, 6 p.m. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, it's New Antioch Central at 77977.